What is going on everyone? Welcome to episode 6 of the Hockey Life Podcast. This is a uh, different style this week. We actually don't have a normal guest in with us today. We're actually here to talk about what could have been, probably is, the biggest uh, hockey event in Australia for spectators. 100%. The NHL Global Series, LA took on Arizona Coyotes in Rod Laver Arena. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. I watched it on the live stream. But Brian, you actually, you went down for it. With yeah, the team. so uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I made the pilgrimage. I, um, I, I spent a uh, Bit of dough on uh, trying to catch those two games, but okay. Was, so, uh, what was the dough? Let's let's lay it out for everyone. I mean, once I don't even want to not, say it's it. not a once in a lifetime opportunity because they're coming I back. I think I think this. So, the reason why I sort of spent a lot of money for the first game because it my original plan was just to go to that first game because it was I wanted to be part of history. I sort of like yep. immediately recognized like most people that um, went down that this is this is a huge moment, not just in Australian ice hockey history but also you know the hockey community in general internationally like first time it's crossed um the into the southern hemisphere um obviously first time in australia and for that first game i knew there was going to be a cracker so i spent a little bit of extra money on one of the the packages i forget what it's called like the slap shot package um a little so bit more than what box I box seats, free sandwiches, everything <laughs> was flowing. So, I, uh, so what, I got this scarf here um, that's, uh, if you're watching at home, you can see it's uh, one side is uh, Yotes colours and the other side is LA Kings colours. Um, got a, um, a drink and beverage voucher for 50 bucks so you could spend at the arena there. Um, a few other little bits and pieces. Um, and you know specific area so I was kind of on the uh, the corner um, of the arena like probably 10 to 15 rows back um, so I was sort of sitting above the glass eye line so I was able to see most of the ring from that angle and I, it was in front of me was the the Logan Cooley goal which we'll discuss we will get on. to that that was yeah. filthy um, yeah so I did spend a little bit of money and also you know um uh, my girlfriend and I wanted to come a little bit earlier and spend some time together. So we flew in on Thursday, um, explored Melbourne, which was the first time I actually got to properly explore Melbourne, you know, when it wasn't where'd hockey you, related. Where did you get around to? Because I've only ever explored Melbourne when it's been hockey related. So <laughs> so I actually got to um, uh, a friend of ours had bought uh, us a sort of scavenger hunt uh, experience. Sick. I, f- I forget what it's called, but essentially you are... Uh, uh, you go on their website and you answer clues and uh, certain things and it will direct you to the next spot and you'll tell them that you're doing this experience and they'll hand you, um, whether it be beverage, drink, so we have different like different cheeses and went to a deli. They gave us like prosciutto and ham. Oh, and okay. So it was like actually in place. I thought you were saying scavenger hunt, like you just found cheese no, on no. the ground and you're like, yeah, we got it. No, no, no. Yeah. So we, um, it was, it was a good fun. So, you know, we had the, spent the whole day together exploring all of Melbourne, got to see some cool places that I haven't had the chance to, cause obviously it's, it's all business when, uh, yep. you do the weekend roadie for, for Melbourne. So it was a cool experience. Beautiful, beautiful weekend as well. Like it was sunny for most of, um, the Thursday to, to Sunday so that was a good fun um, I think it really turned it on and like great that Melbourne had awesome weather for it and oh yeah yeah so you went down on the Thursday yeah so you headed down but I mean 
NHL teams, they arrived, what, like Monday, Tuesday, something like that. And yeah. then they were in O'Brien Icehouse training. Yeah, and we which had, was surreal to see the photos and videos. I remember talking to our manager, Jordan, uh, who was working through the week. We had adjusted hours, but mm. they actually had full-on security and they were all coming through the back entrance. There was no like normal, you know, thoroughfare through the front and they had the curtains up all the way around the yes. rink, like not letting anyone see no, what was no, going no. on. And we were saying to Jordan, like, can you go and get like a few stories like up against yeah. the glass? <laughs> I literally can't. There's security like no. blocking me. Well, it makes sense because they came in. This is essentially the beginning of their training camp. So they're obviously they haven't selected the team yet. They don't want any of that sort of privilege information to come out. Um, I assume just from like if I was um, thinking about it on the organization side of things. Um, so, you know, that makes sense. But, you know, the fact that they were they weren't getting trained in the facilities, I feel it was like made sense. Like <laughs> they're yeah. probably better off just getting trained, uh, changed back at the at the hotel. And then just literally. They, I mean, uh, that's crazy, right? Like they were getting changed at the hotel yeah. and then busing it in yeah and then just literally had the skates in their hands with their uh their their team issued uh like flip-flops and like i grew out of home dressing with uh after peewees or whatever but now i'm thinking maybe i need to get back to it that's what it is you don't have to deal with anyone in the locker room just (laughs) straight in put your skates on boom ready well being a home dresser is a bit of a bit of a chirp but uh we've all done it and there's something special about driving down the freeway like fully kitted like yep. yep did i wear a helmet on the freeway maybe maybe not you'll never know <laughs> <laughs> i will <laughs> it could have happened it definitely did happen yeah yeah so that was cool i did see some photos of that and um uh but it was cool to see that they did some stuff um to you know get involved with the ice hockey uh community here in australia as well i know that the ice house academy who's um uh, Matt Armstrong and Tommy Powell, who help out with the academy. I think uh, Andrew Erzen as well. They were all on the ice yeah. with the kids. So they had, I think it was like Kevin Fiala. And I, I can't forget, I can't remember who the other player was, but they had a few players that ca- came out and interacted with the kids and, and jumped on the ice with them, which is really great I to mean, see. I mean, that's like once in a lifetime. Like you remember that forever. Yeah. <laughs> you were on the ice, like getting tips, like battling with an NHL player. Yeah, so like, sick. that was great to see. And I, th- I think also there was a, an Indigenous team that came over and jumped on the ice yep. with, uh, I think it was the Coyotes team. The Boomerangs, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, the Boomerangs. So that's amazing experience for them. And as well, I saw in, because um, I was kind of looking through Getty Images images to see if there was any sort of like cool photos um, of the, the whole week. And I noticed that the flag that, um, the indigenous team had on the ice. They gave it to the Coyotes and the Coyotes had it in their change room in the arena. Really? Yeah. So I saw that in the background as well, which is a beautiful touch. Um, that the is fact amazing. that they actually got them involved and, you know, they, they have the little piece of, uh, of the indigenous community with them there as well. So uh, yeah, they, for them, if I was them, I would just be like absolutely buzzing as, as a little kid. That's such a cool experience. So that is out yeah, of control and being in Melbourne, the cup was in O'Brien Ice House yes. for a couple of days and got to meet Lord Stanley got yeah. to meet good, good old the good old cups. I, I don't know if uh, other than in the Hockey Hall of Fame, that's probably the first time they've been in the actual same room together, yep. which is really cool to see. It kind of looked like 
the good old cup was the little brother to the Stanley Cup, you know, just a, a little bit younger, yep. not as big. Um, yep. the, the Stanley still Cup the is a little bit shinier. Is there, hey, just wonderful. It's always an honor to get your hands on the good old cup as well. Um, and so cool to see our manager, Jordan, actually got a sweet photo with both of them. I remember yeah. seeing that come through and I was yeah. like, oh, I wish I was in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wish I was yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That was That was cool. That was cool. Like a little bit jealous there because that's a really cool photo, the, an opportunity to get um but you know that that's uh yeah that's you know another little cool bit of history there that was made first time those two cups were together yeah it's probably like over 200 years of history engraved on both of those cups there which is really cool to see and i mean what a great time for victorian and melbourne hockey to have that event yes and have the mustangs yes take out the championship i think it's just a perfect scenario for growth in the sport because when I'm thinking about it, there is so many kids who went to that event mm. and so many jerseys shown off, people like mixing with hockey players from Australia or people overseas. So yeah. I'm really hoping that, you know, a lot of great connections were made and that we see more of an uptake in uh, the next generation of hockey players coming into the sport. Yeah, I think so. I think that there definitely has, you know, it's definitely – it, it was an opportunity for us as a community to show the hockey world and the NHL organization itself that um, we have a lot of history here. We um, we are very passionate about the sport. I think Nathan even said it on one of his NHL PA clips that he did, like we're a very proud community. Yeah. Um, we recognize that there is a lot of history here and we want to share that. Yeah. Um, and that we are able to have that starting these uh, these connections and, and start communicating with, you know, the top tier league in, in the world. Yeah. Um, obviously Sarah, who also, who has the connection yep. with the Coyotes, we got to get her on the podcast at some point. Yeah. To talk about that experience. She was, right, story, there, she was yeah. right behind the scenes. Yep. Like she wasn't sure if, you know, what sort of, you know, obviously she was being very fortunate to just be a part of the development camp. Um, but you know, they brought her in as, you know, an honorary Coyote. Yeah. Um, and had her involved in the background with some sort of stuff. So um, we're very excited to get her on again and have her share a bunch of cool stories that um, she shared with me in the brief time that I caught up with her. Now, can I just say some events happened in behind the scenes leading up to this is that there has been a couple of times because you might not know, but I actually run the social media and websites for Skaters Network. So if there's ever like a spelling mistake, I'm the guy you should be directing <laughs> the hate to, but I will say I have had numerous concussions. Uh, I wasn't yeah. a thinking man's player that much, uh, so I'm going to blame it on that. Oh, but in the it. background, yeah. okay, so we've had another event. One time uh, we got reposted by Spit and Chicklets, and that was like a big deal. I remember seeing that come through because oftentimes like we're sharing stuff and you'll see like their icon and that you've shared it within yeah. the messages, yeah. but it's not like they're talking to you. No. So Spit and Chicklets did that. But in the lead up to the game, the NHL Players Association reached out to the Instagram, the city Instagram, and was like, yo, we did this great article on Nathan. They actually gave you a shout out. Um, check it out and sent me the link. What? I was like. <laughs> here's, was, my, here's my CV. Uh, <laughs> if you need any more content from me, I can have you. Have you seen that I also make videos? Yes. What's uh, going on? Yeah, have, a, have a look. Nah, it was legit. And I was like, thank you so much. And I quickly yeah. went and looked and it was a great article. So I shared that up. So I was like. That's unreal. There were a lot of things that the NHL PA uh, 
also the NHL Coaches Association did leading up to the actual game. So um, I got to be a part of the Sydney sort of coaching seminar that they organized. Yeah. It was a free event. You just sort of had to send in your um, email saying that you're interested. Um, we had a couple of coaches, um, Dallas Eakin and Paul. Paul Maurice. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so like it was cool to spend some time with them. It was a bit of a Q&A session for the Sydney one. And from what I heard, the Melbourne um, coaching seminar had, uh, they had a little bit more time with them during the day. So they, were, yeah. they did a couple of presentations. I know that um, I think uh, um, Remy, um, who um, has worked with uh, Skaters Network in the past, and she plays on the um, she's playing on the national team for the Sirens. She's also coached for the U18 um, women's team as well. So she's been a massive part of the hockey community here, and it was cool that they recognised her as well. Yeah, um, I wasn't there for the event, but I know that she was involved with that. So um, that was done by the NHL Coaches Association. They yeah. organised that to bring in a couple of coaches to sort of pass on that knowledge of their experiences at the top level um so that was cool because i got to be a part of the sydney one um and they also did the like the nhlpa did a lot of really good content involving nathan yeah um and you know all the other nhl players from both teams to get them and do some like funny content and stuff yep. like that as well and i think as well the uh, instagram account nhl oz did a really great job of yes, posting so much great content of like with uh, AHL teams, yeah. uh, you know, information about the games and then also like, you know, Arizona content, LA content. It was just really well put together. And like, I saw it pop up. And mixing in AIHL teams as well. Like, exactly. Did that stuff as well. So I think they did an unreal job. That whole team as well. Yeah. Um, They're great filming, job. great thing. There was like a day in the life. I, I really got into it. I was, I was all about it. So yeah. that was some awesome content. And I really hope that that page stays active and stays around and like yeah. maybe it transitions through the season to really spotlighting like Nathan and then to a smaller respect, you know, Spence, yeah. who's is he we're Australian? We're I mean, we're claiming him. <laughs> this is what Aussies tend to do. Is uh, he's just to, the house. We yeah. tend to claim him. Yeah. Like, isn't it like the Russell Crowe yeah. thing as yeah. well? Like he's technically from New Zealand. Yeah, but so we, we look, claim we'll, we'll claim him. We'll claim him. Yeah. <laughs> so that that would be really cool. Well, that, well, his, that. his story is pretty cool. Like in terms of like his upbringing. So his his uh, his parents lived here in Australia for a little bit. Yep. And that's when Jordan was born. That's yep. why it says he's born in uh, Manly, Australia. So his dad actually played hockey here um, for a little bit. And then they moved over to Japan because um, I believe his mother is of uh, Japanese descent. Uh, I think they lived there for about uh, six years or so, like yep. when he was a little kid growing up. And then yep. he obviously moved back to Canada where his, uh, his dad is from. And that's when obviously he was able to go on this unreal career, you know, yep. um, representing Team Canada in the World Juniors, now being uh, a key uh, component for the LA Kings in terms of their defense and you know what we'll claim it I mean, we'll claim it. <laughs> I mean obviously the the hockey fundamentals cemented here in Australia yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, definitely, the basis yeah. of any good <laughs> hockey career and he got it here so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll set. claim you, Jordan. It's Enough all good. Set. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not Jordan Spence anymore. You're Jordo. 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 Uh, huge shout out from the Spit and Chicklets crew who was talking about the Australian event um, yeah. in their latest podcast. So we'll cut to that now. Uh, down in Australia, LA, Arizona, all the way down there for a couple of exhibition games, hoping to grow the game here. Uh, the games are being played at Rod Laver Arena. It's actually where the Australian Open and tennis is played. But yep. uh, Craig Morgan, the, the great Coyotes reporter, he said that last night there were puddles 
ruts and uneven coloring on the ice that led to the practice being moved. Uh, I think they fixed a few of the things in the meantime, but I just want to say, Biz, we've had, since we started chickens, a lot of love from Australia, so uh, oh, yeah. to, to all the blokes and cheerleaders down there, thank you, mate. They've been great for supporting us. I was hoping we went down there, to be honest with you, man. That the, was the, the, Australian, we were. The, the Australian <laughs> Ice Hockey Federation has been set up for, I think, over 100 years as of right now. Like, it was one of the first places to, to introduce ice hockey. So, as far as the history of the game there, it's it goes on forever. Obviously, it hasn't developed at the pace that in which they probably expected, but they do have a professional league over there. When I went over there for the Olympic Network, we covered it, and they have two teams in Melbourne, and I, I think the league has about eight to ten teams all up the Sunshine Coast. So Recognizing it and picking up, and I thought it was interesting that they were saying, like RA was saying, that he was hopeful that they were actually going to come down to Yeah, Japan. I kind of had a... I was kind of hoping that they'd be involved somehow. I, it is a big travel, though. Uh, I mean, it is a big travel, and obviously, like, they're super busy and stuff, but I think that they would be a great addition to that whole media package and coming down here, yeah. especially because there's a lot of, you know, different voices and to have, uh, you know, some guests from the Australian hockey community to maybe try and, you know go deeper on what actually is happening down here uh, yep. because you know there's such a big pool of players out there that 100%. listen to that podcast oh, yeah. and even if it opens up opportunities for different players who maybe want like a, a different route or would love to come and play in Australia in the AHL yeah. um, and come and see it or just to know that you know if they come out here they can play hockey yeah. out here it's not like they're going to have to leave their great sport that they love behind if yeah. they come out here and work for a while or live or you know so I think that's really cool definitely I think with uh, just getting to the point where people aren't surprised that there's ice hockey in Australia. Yeah. That's a good start. Just yeah. shining the, the spotlight on our, our tiny little island yeah. uh, that, you know, not many people know. I think, you know, yeah. like most hockey players here in Australia, you've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with the average person that doesn't know. Yeah. The, oh my God, I had no idea there was ice hockey here in Australia. Yeah. We can, if we can get to the point where like everyone knows yeah. and that we have a strong community here and to the average, you know, sports fan yeah. here in Australia can get involved in some sort of capacity or just be aware that it exists. Yep, exactly. And because I, I think like, you know, we look back five years, it's really been Nathan holding that torch and flying it really heavily yeah over he's there, been a flag bearer for us you know, this whole time and carrying it so we've got some youngsters coming through and you know hopefully we see more australian talent breaking into the nhl and i just think that now we're at least in the conversation worldwide like the you know nhl has recognized that this is a market everyone's doing a lot of work to push the sport forward because all we want is we want it to get better. The teams, the sponsorship, the ability to play more rinks. We want yep. all of that to happen. So I think NHL's come into the equation now and there is going to be some kind of a program happening, I think, where there's going to be like learn to play coming yeah. into schools, maybe with some ball hockey and things yep. like that. And that'll be really key because I think at that grassroots level of just starting those fundamentals because it, it doesn't have to be that full jump of like, I want to try it. So I'm going to have to get skates, shins, shoulders yep. and the full kit yep. to try it. No, you can try street hockey or ball hockey and just kind of learn that and, you know, fall in love with the game there mm. and then just build up to it because it's it, the whole of hockey is just a progression. It's not really a sport where you kind of get into it and then you just hit the level and you just, you're there. Yeah. It's just a constant 
drive to just keep getting better. Definitely. I think that like street hockey slash ball hockey is the the best way to get involved into the sport with the least amount of friction. Yeah. Um, you know, just a, a, a cheap wooden stick, some or like a hand me down, tennis ball, something yep. simple. You can crash a can of coke yep. and just stick hand and pretend like that's a puck like when I was a little kid. Um, that's like the, you know, the easiest way to get involved into the sport. Just get a stick in your hand, just start yep. mucking around with it. Um, and then, you know, the rest, if you, you know, the passion is there and you want to get involved in more competitive and yep. you want to learn how to skate and do all that sort of stuff, then you can kind of progress from there. So yep. I definitely think that that is the perfect way to get people involved at a grassroots level yep. without having to rely on booking ice time and yep. getting all this sort of stuff um, like equipment donated, which also the NHL did. They donated a bunch of gear. I think it was like 50 sets of gear to um, that's going to be spread out throughout different uh, clubs I believe so that's another shout out unbelievable job doing that yep. but the, at the grassroots level look the you know street hockey right here that's um, that's the easiest way to get involved yep. um, talk to me about the NHL like activations around Rod Laver Arena because we had some team members kind of helping out and yep. we donated some street hockey gear to that yep. like how did that all run yeah so as you walk to the uh, Rod Laver Arena outside there was all these different sort of activities that were um, outside that people can participate and be a part of um, one of them being the, the this sort of street hockey initiative um, grassroots program that um, I believe the NHL and Ice Hockey Australia trying to get started. Um, so there was a few people from the Ice Hockey Australia community that were helping out with that. So they just had a bit of sport court laid out, a couple of nets, um, some boards uh, put around and the street hockey sticks with some ball hockey um, going on. So I got involved with that, started shooting some pucks on uh, Vadim Vyasov, who was uh, yeah. rocking his uh, Team Australia jersey and getting involved with the kids. So it was cool. That's I, awesome. didn't, I didn't mind ripping a few pucks at him. Um, what so a great opportunity because for someone, you know, like a family who's going to the event yeah. and interested and then, you know, the kids or the adults get to just shoot the puck for the first time or yeah. just, you know, get that first experience. Yeah. That's awesome. 100%. And like, here's a, here's a few of the things that they had, which is really cool. Like, obviously, they had the typical, like, shooting accuracy, harder shot, all that sort of stuff. Um, I did see Willow on the on the <laughs> second day ripping some clappers at the for the harder shot. Was there shot. any sticks left or was he just, like, snapping? Or they have a big, they had a big range I, that he could choose I, from. Well, I did ask him if there were... if there, 120 flex? That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was wondering if he was like had that mean look on his face as he was ripping clappers because I remember seeing that um, every time back in the day when he used to play. Imagine um, if he used a 77. Oh my god. That, Could you imagine? That no. It's oh, it We should be, actually do that. We it should, be that should be on the goalies, yeah. We should get a 77 in Willow's hand. Oh, 100%. Just with like a 12-inch butt end. Just, just to see what up, happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see how many shifts it lasts. Um, so yeah, the other stuff that they had was they had a uh, a knee hockey rink yeah. that was inflatable. That's so I had sick. the inflatable boards with the little inbuilt nets. Yeah. And, all that. and so the little kids had their, their mini sticks playing knee hockey one-on-one, awesome. which is like, 
I mean, if you grew up playing hockey as a kid, at yeah. some point you played mini sticks. That is the game. Whether yeah. it's the hallway or you make up, the, you know, the, the door, yeah. um, the door entrance, you know, that's that's the goal with a little bit of tape and stuff. So. My knees are feeling burning sensation already, just <laughs> yeah. remembering. I didn't yeah. try it. Yeah. <laughs> Let the kids play, essentially. <laughs> I wasn't just going to, like, tell a kid to beat it, just yeah. so I can, just so I can rip a bar down in the knee hockey. Um, so that was cool to see. Um, they also had like a uh, there was a section where there were different sort of uh, like workout stations essentially doing a, a combine a mini combine for the kids yeah, awesome. with uh, behind them had all the stats of what the like NHL superstars got yeah. when they did their draft uh, combine um, so like standing long jump uh, pull ups sit ups um, little sprint test as well um, so that was cool to see in terms of like um, the in terms of an activation sort of thing um, they, do you think that they're like actively just like subtly just like watching yeah. all of the stats just for that one like unicorn <laughs> that just comes yeah. out and just like does it all yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah I think so they're like, just like so come, come, come with me come with me come with me yeah, yeah. Yeah. next thing there's just a photo of him like signing a contract like <laughs> <laughs> Never played before, but just yeah. off the charts in stats. Get him on a national team for like U- U16 or something. Um, so like that was cool. Uh, the other stuff that they had, oh, okay. So they had a, a VR. So if anyone's ever done the VR hockey stuff, we put on the goggles, you have a hockey stick in your hand and there's a, an attachment to the hockey stick that measures, you know, essentially you'll be in a VR setting. Yep. Catching passes, shooting pucks and stuff like that. Uh, they had bubble hockey. So awesome. you know, the, the tabletop game, that was unreal. Um, yeah. uh, what else did they have? Oh, they obviously had the Chell. So people that yeah. love Chell, um, they got to play a bit of uh, some video games there as well. Um, also, the uh, they had a bit of a stick handling area where the, uh, the Super Dika game, where yeah. essentially it's... Um, like a game that sort of the dots light up and you've got a puck handle over them and it, you know, reads the score. Um, that was good fun. I did one with uh, Vadim. Um, I, Who I, won? Vadim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was two to one. We did best of three, but yeah, he got me, uh, he got the best of me uh, twice. Uh, but you know, he's a, he's a hands guy. I'm a, you know, that's, that's not my game. If, if there was a game where you could chip it into the corner, like I'd be, I'd be winning that one. <laughs> what would that one be called, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm inventing it. Cause that's a, that's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> we'll call that one the death trap. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth line. Yeah. Special. Um, they also had, uh, what else did they have? Oh, they <laughs> they had a uh, you could get your photo taken. It can get photoshopped onto your own personalized hockey card. Awesome. What else was there? Um, oh, you know, just some sort of cornhole games. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a, a game where you can toss the hat onto some sticks. They call it yeah. a hat trick game. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of stuff there to do outside of the rink before you even got in there. So as I was sort of walking around, it was great to see people from all over the hockey community. You just yeah. saw jerseys from club, like junior clubs, beer league jerseys, AIHL jerseys, obviously NHL jerseys. Speaking of jerseys, I saw TSN put up a good one and yeah. Chicklets, I think they bumped it out. The Two beers. guys, yeah, with Arizona 
Coyotes jerseys both in this nasty. Because I'm like so glad that they uh, shouted those guys out. Yeah. That, uh, they were sitting next to each other as I'm walking. I think this was for the second game. Um, I, I, I walked into like our little section and I look down and I see two biz nasty jerseys. They win the best dress. That's it. Like yeah. you won, yeah. you won the competition. Yeah. And you, you know what else was jerseys. great? There was lots of different signs, like yes. you know, a puck or a stick for some Vegemite or you know some different things, which some was Tim really Tams. great. Yep. One was like for a stubby holder for the Perth uh, Perth Inferno team, the uh, women's AIHL team. So. And I saw the teams were letting the sticks fly into the uh, crowd on the way into the tunnel. Like, oh, that yeah. is awesome. Some people got some great stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, I was part of the uh, – I got to see the open practice that they had on the Friday. Yep. Um, so – you know, after their practice, there was a few players that gave their sticks or, you know, tossed a few pucks over to, to some kids yeah. and to, you know, swap for some Tim Tams and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, that was great to see because you could just see the look on their, the kids' faces. They were so just cool. lit up and, you know, that kid's going to turn out to be, you know, a big hockey fan for the rest of his life just from that small little interaction and that um, that generosity from the players. So yep. it was really cool to see. That now, sort of stuff. talk to me about the game. So you went to both games. That first uh, one, yeah. okay, 5-3. <sighs> Absolutely ridiculous. That Logan Cooley goal. Yes, okay. So, so good. Let's, let's talk about Logan Cooley, first of all. This kid is an absolute stud so if you're not aware of this player drafted in the 2022 draft third overall for the Yotes obviously um, up he didn't play last year because they sent him over to uh, Minnesota where he tore it up for like I think it was like 60 points yeah just below uh, Fantilli went to the Frozen Four now you know signed an entry-level contract with the Yotes for, for three years so this is a kid that you know they're going to have in their lineup for for you know the future he's already showing potential to yeah. be competitive for the Calder trophy you know yeah uh, Bedard has some competition out there now because that goal is going to be synonymous with that that yeah. event like it was such a special goal the spinner like everyone's seen it on online like he so even good. starts from his own end just coming in with a lot of speed nice and low picks it up from the defenseman through the neutral zone little give and go as he comes into the zone pulls off a spinorama move yeah i've never done that ever in my life not even in practice and then to pull it back to forehand like falling and then as he's falling yeah. he gets under the puck and lifts it in this seemingly impossible angle just shelves it on the yeah. goalie and just creates a special moment. Like the whole place just erupted. Yeah. It was a, an amazing, amazing goal to see. Like that's what a know, ledge goal, goal of the year. I think for in my in my personal opinion, uh, it was so cool. Like Channel Nine, you know, like just seeing NHL on Channel Nine. Yeah, like the fact that it was free to air. Yeah, like both great. games, like unreal because you know. Obviously, everyone can't come to that event. Yep. Um, but the fact that it was done free to air for everyone to see, so even the average person that might have might have been interested in watching NHL games, mm. but you know, never wanted to buy the subscription or yeah, you know, just saw it whenever it was you know at a 
whatever, a pub or some, something like that. Do you know what I mean? So it was cool that they actually had it free to air. Yeah, that was awesome to see. And what did it look like in the arena? Because obviously when things are filmed, it often looks different, like lighting conditions or mm. whatever. How did it look in the rink? Like- what, the lighting in the rink to me was was fine. I was able to see everything yep. um, well. I, I heard from people that it did seem a little bit dark um, in certain areas. I think that might be just because on one side behind the uh, behind the goalie, um, they had the the black curtains put up there. Yeah. Um. So maybe that might have a bit of an effect on how it seemed. Yep. On the actual uh, the coverage, um, but from where I was, uh, from where I was standing, both in game one and game two, I was in a different spot in the upper bowl. Yeah. Um. You know, I was able to see, you know, it pretty well, and you know, was able to. That's enjoy brilliant. It. So I think everyone doesn't matter where you were sitting, um, within the arena, you had a. a a pretty good spot to to see uh, a lot of hockey there. Now, I've been to a few NHL games. Was there any inflatable blimps flying around and shooting out t-shirts? No. So no no t-shirt gun, but I think that was because everyone was like super close so they didn't really have to <laughs> I think they might have like handed out some concussions if someone wasn't able to catch those uh, those t-shirts. They didn't everyone was so close in uh Yeah, like just the that was a perfect venue to have the game yep. like they they had the rink um sort of put up a little bit higher um obviously because it's a tennis yep. arena so yep. it's a little bit lower down but I, you know i think from wherever you're sitting you were able to enjoy the game just fine yep um is this a case where okay we're to that next level now nhl is you know coming out does this mean that we now need like a four thousand seat arena you know, like, is that really the answer? I, is think, this, I, think, we've is always, this something, I think we've always needed <laughs> We can always use Is this something rings. that the NHL can invest in? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I think a lot of larger entities need to Look, get involved for something like that. Leave it with me. Do you know any, any uh, I've got a direct line to the NHL PA, so I might just uh, flick them a message. Just like, yeah, it's like, here's a, here's a cool Listen, idea. Listen, guys, I got an opportunity for you. Yeah, real money-making <laughs> opportunity here for Let's, let's cleaning on a building like that is not that much upkeep no 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 no. surely not yeah keep that place cool wasn't uh, like you could see there was a little bit of issues with the ice um the the practice on the the friday the kings were able to practice but the yotes weren't able to because the ice was pretty chewed up yeah um and it was deemed unsafe at the time for the place so they just moved over to the ice house um which is unfortunate but obviously that the that's essentially their workspace, the the ice rink. And if it's not in safe conditions, then it's just not in safe conditions. And yeah. the most important part was to actually have both games played. Um, you could tell that the ice was getting chewed up a, a little bit. It was kind of soft, but I mean, now it was I mean, was it was was that the difference maker? You know, was that little bit bigger of an ice surface really able to let the Yotes boys stretch the legs and really get them geared up and ready for the game? Because Who I got to be honest, they were commanding. Who knows? Yeah, know, I mean, first game, the Yotes were doing really well. They, you know, I, I didn't expect for them to be like that sort of dominant for certain parts of the game. Like it was really, really interesting to see. Um, that that sort of 
um, arm wrestle. Like it was a legit game. Like it, it was yeah. not like a people think like just because it's an exhibition game. Like that first game yeah. was there was high intensity. There you could see that. I mean, you got to remember as well. There are guys on that lineup that are fighting for their position. They're yeah. fighting for their opportunity to play in the big show. Yeah. So there are guys out there that they they're actually trying because you know yeah. their, their job is on the line essentially. And you can yeah. see like even the the fight that happened at the game like first nhl fight on aussie soil and what a cracker that was yeah they were two absolute units yeah i've got the names here of them we got josh brown and jacob dotty one is six five brown being six five a hundred kilos yeah dotty for the kings six three a hundred kilos yeah and they went for a while too they yeah it didn't were, it didn't stop quickly it wasn't like somebody pulled it no, down they kept it going just they were absolutely hammering each other and it was also that cool little viral moment that happened when yeah. uh i think it was dotty the king's player he sort of threw a left which popped his helmet off and when he went to throw the right his elbow sort of popped that helmet up in the air and the line he catches it and then just drops it all it was like the perfect yeah, like the coolest perfect. little moment so just like, a couple good town boys sorting it out just a couple just a couple of yep. gentlemen handling yep. it like gentlemen yeah they had a bit of a scrum in front of the net in the i think it was in front of the yotes goalie there um obviously they might have had a little bit of a chat yep uh, across on the penalty box side I've of things. I've always been a big fan of answering the call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not me personally, but no. other people, they have to handle yeah. it. Yeah, there are certain people that are built to handle that, and those <laughs> two guys are definitely built to handle that because they popped out of the box and they were ready to go. It, it was an unreal yep. fight. Um, but, like, I want to backtrack a little bit. The start of the game was really special to me because – they they recognized um the flying dutchman um dick uh um who if you don't know we got to get him on the podcast at some point he's i mean how many rinks single-handedly did he build and like build culture like like five or six rinks so he's a hundred year old hundred year old uh alchevitz survivor so he survived the holocaust um and then after that moved to australia and he built a bunch of rinks, one of them being the Blacktown Rink. Yep. Um, and he's been, he's helped coach, coaching, playing, obviously building rinks like I just mentioned. He's been uh, an integral part of the Ice Hockey Australia community. And it was, for me, when I saw that he was the man that was being recognized for to do the puck drop for the first game here in australia like i i got emotional i started standing up because i was i'm aware of his story um i played for the bombers who he helped uh start that club um and you know those guys consider me an honorary bomber um and the fact that he was the one that was able to drop the puck was a special moment in hockey um, history and the fact that they recognized him they picked him as the guy because if I kind of ha- had that sort of feeling that moment when I saw it was like 
he was he started the ripples that allowed for this event to actually happen. Yeah. If, if he didn't come to Australia and start building rinks like the one yeah. in Blacktown, there would be no Nathan Walker. There would be no Nathan Walker having the opportunity to go overseas and play in the NHL, have the career that he had, put the spotlight on hockey in Australia yeah. and show the NHL that um, there is a strong community here. So if it wasn't for him in a sense like he's one of the one of the key reasons why we were able to have this event just based yeah. on like the ripple effects of how he was so integral with the hockey community and being a builder there's, essentially it's so amazing and there's actually a really good uh podcast series on his story and yeah, his life as a survivor um, yeah so we'll put that link right here yeah. um. <laughs> so, somewhere if you're, if you're watching it'll be there yeah, yeah and like i'd love to have him on the podcast at yeah. some point um, and talk to him about um, what it was like, you know, starting and building rinks back yeah. in the day. And, I mean, back in the day, that would have... Now to yeah. do it again, like... Yeah. I yeah. mean, we got to get him back on the tools. That's what we need. 4,000 <laughs> seat arena. Yeah. He's a man for the job. Yeah, like he's, he, he's done it. Like yeah. he's actually like put the money where his mouth is and he's actually yeah. like walked the walk. So what a legend. The fact that he got recognized, like that was such a special moment. And like I stood up and I could see around the crowd, the people that sort of knew his story and stuff, they were sort of standing up and acknowledging him. So it was cool to see. That, that yeah. sort of kicked it off in the right way for me. And yeah, I mean, the rest was, literally history like it was, it was good event. fun yeah and uh i mean lots of media coverage you were able to speak <laughs> with uh the keeper of the cup yeah. that was great oh my i God. mean you know just to grab that interview yeah. that was perfect yeah it just happened so quickly so this was on the friday um after we found out that the coyotes practice was cancelled yeah i just hung around at the front try to get some some content um film and do some stuff uh I saw during the Kings practice that there was a massive line for the cup. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, like I kind of wanted to watch the hockey because I'm a bit of a, like a hockey yep. nerd for that side of things. But yep. when I saw that it was canceled, you know, towards the end of the afternoon, um, the line got a little bit short. Yep. I snuck in there, got a photo with the cup, highlight, Boom. Not another highlight there for the life, like n another tick in the, yeah. um, in my in my life. But anyway, um, and yeah, he was obviously there because he was going to take the cup because um, they were done with yep. it. So I got a quick little photo with him. Uh, my girlfriend sort of slid into the conversation. Hey, Brian has a <laughs> podcast. Um, would you mind if we do a little quick little interview? And he was more like he's such a nice guy. He's that absolute beauty. Yep. Did a quick little interview with us. And, you know, he even mentioned, like, if you'd like to have me on the podcast at some point. 100%. That card. would be so sick. And because like, he has oh been everywhere. He has met everyone. Yeah. He's done it all. Like, every NHL event. Like, yeah. all the day parties. Like, yeah, he's, he's there. seen it. Yeah, he's there. Like, he's he's the only guy to have that job and he's been with it for like decades he knows more history about the cup than anyone else like what you said he's had all these experiences with it so um phil pritchard is the name of the man aka the keeper of the cup we're gonna have him on hopefully sometime soon um i'm gonna spam the crap out of him to, yeah, yeah <laughs> to yeah. get him on the pod but <laughs> that'd be great and yeah and then also yeah like afterwards i got a little bit yeah of the real i mean the media tour of brian in melbourne so keep, just keeps continuing this is so weird um yeah so for the for the first game um well my girlfriend uh, my sister and i we're gonna walk to where you know we had to check our bags and stuff like that before we go in 
Uh, and then uh, I didn't realize, but walked past the lady from Channel 9 with the cameraman right there next to her. And she was sort of like looking to interview someone. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend again, shout out to Ness to sort of initiated the conversation essentially like i kind of tried to shy away from it but yeah. she sort of mentioned like he you know he plays hockey uh the national or team. they were just looking for you brian and they were just they couldn't find you yet and the rest was there. Like, oh there they are amazing yeah yeah that's what yeah. it was yeah yeah <laughs> sure let's go with that <laughs> um but yeah so i did a little quick little interview with him um and then little snippets uh got put into the uh the coverage that they ended up going on their facebook page which is Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then also, I didn't realize till after the game, yep. um, on the live coverage, yep. I got like my my head uh, like bouncing around to some music in yes. the crowd. So like there was a camera right there shining at my my, my silly head. And then also at the end, when I'm like applauding uh, at the end of the game, um, the camera sort of pointed at me. So it kept on following me for for the first couple of days, but uh, which is, is weird. That did is not amazing. expect that. Yeah. What a time. I mean, yeah. I mean, grateful. What a great event. So, like, honoured to have it come down to Australia. And 100%. we want to see it happen next year as well, which would be really great. So, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. Like, gets keyed ho in again. Hopefully, it's not the, the first and last time. You know, I've yeah. heard some rumblings that it's going to happen in the future at some point. I don't know when. But, you know, I think if the NHL, whatever their metric of what a success is, yeah. um, you know, I feel like from a fan's perspective, like yep. just being a hockey fan, because I just felt like a kid. Yep. Again, just that whole experience. Um, I thought it was a success in terms of like fan uh, interactions in and away from the rink, yep. um, the, having the coverage live to the average punter, um, to the actual games was a good quality as well. Yep. Um, I think from top to bottom, it was a great success. And, you know, I don't, I don't think this will be the last time that it happens. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of people looking to start their hockey journey yeah. and, and thinking about it now. So if I, I was a kid, yeah, like I would just be you, you're hooked. Like yeah. there's nothing like it. Yeah. Like, and you would have been able to see the game, that's one thing, but to actually pick up a hockey stick and shoot it and play some games or play some knee hockey. Yeah. You're in it. You're invested. 100%. So I, I really hope to see uh, more new faces coming into the yeah. hockey world yeah. soon enough. That would be great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Ma so. Maybe not have an AFL, AFL player drop the puck for the second game no which is i mean look the afl thing is an interesting one i understand kind of like there was a lot of emphasis on that and i get that like you know nhl is cutting through to you know that's a huge i guess like cross promotion in, type in thing I guess. yeah and like lots of people who play that might be interested in it so i get it and i think they did a great job with ice hockey here in australia um look ideally i would love it could you imagine if it was like the festival of hockey and there's like AHL teams playing through the day leading up to like the main event NHL at night. Like yeah. that would be an all time, like, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Is that possible? Well, Maybe. I, I think if they can um, figure out the ice conditions yep. and to make sure that it is going to be at a good quality for the NHL players, for yep. the main show, if they yep. can, even if it's not an AIHL team, just have maybe like um, the cross the ice, little kids. could be a kids team. Could so be, yeah. like there, there's ways to kind of get it done. There's all like, you know, as, as great as the event was, you know, there is room for improvement in sort of like being able to integrate with um, yep. Ice Hockey Australia and yep. the AIHL to have, be a little bit more involved, maybe to show 
hey, these are the teams that are around Australia or yeah, um, yeah like these are, this Australia. is the full list of rinks. This is and maybe like little stalls. Like uh, imagine if like each club from around Australia, there was like a little like tent and it had a stall and it had about their club. Yeah. And hey, did you want to find out more about playing? Are you from this area? Okay, those clubs there, they're in yeah. your area. These are the days that you can come out and do D-League or these are the days where you can start to come for registrations for hockey. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that connection because it's not a sport like soccer or basketball where it's like you can just – get the thing, like get the ball and then just start playing yep. and pick it up. You kind of need someone to hold your hand a little bit and say, yep, the yep. tape goes at that end. Yep. 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 yep, hold it at the end of the stick. Yep. Like yep. This That's how you that. shoot. Yeah. So I think if we can be, you know, have that funnel because at the moment it's pretty open, like you come in, you see it, kind of mm. got to make it up yourself. But if there can be that clear defined route of, hey, you love the event, you love playing hockey, you want to give it a try, Wednesday night. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. so too. And even just given like um, if they can do like a like a little bit of a history of hockey here in Australia, like yeah. a little mini yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. type thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're saying. 2007 Bears winning that cup. Yeah, they, that's what well, like, been there. Yeah. This was an, uh, a thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. 27? Yeah, I'll see. I'll see, yeah. Let's see if I'm still around then. Um, uh, but like maybe even for maybe if, if, if it was me it, and I wouldn't pick an AFL player because – I don't follow AFL, um, yep. especially if it's a Collingwood player because my girlfriend follows Colton, so I'm, you know, can't say anything nice about the pies, unfortunately. Um, but if I, I were to pick a person for that second day, maybe maybe like a Brendy McDowell, yeah. you know, the captain of the team that yep. won the AIHL. 100%. Or maybe someone from the Ice Hockey Australia um, community, someone yep. like someone similar to Dick, who's been integral. Yep. Like, yeah. maybe not. I get player, it. I, I get I it. I, I get the connection. You know, I, yep. I get it. But it, this is just me being a like selfish hockey player, like in that sort of a sense. Yeah. Um, but I get it. Obviously, there's probably some sort of connection with uh, TEG Sports, who are the yep. or, the organization that helped um, organize the whole event. Um, shout out to them. They did yep. a great job in terms of promoting it. And well, stuff, look, at so. the end of the day. I think we can get some of the AFL uh, players in the sport because uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of tall ones. AFL fans. I can see some definitive playmaking defensemen <laughs> oh. ready to go. Yeah, ready. definitely. Yeah, just get them on a pair of skates early. Yeah. If you're, hey buddy, if your AFL career isn't quite there yet, come over and just be, yep. just be a bruiser. <laughs> Look, and if all else, you know, if if it's not a winner, it's still you know seeing a six five. Dude, go over the boards. That is something to behold. They so, are, they yeah. are <laughs> monsters, those guys. So I, I had a, an AFL player. The name of him escapes me. I believe he's a GWS player. Came to one of the Bears games, um, and I had my skates on, and I was, and I'm like, I'm six four, like, and with skates on, like, I'm, you know, decently tall. I'm taller than most yeah, people that yeah. I come across with, especially if I'm like signing autographs or shaking hands after after the games and i'm still <laughs> looking i'm still looking <laughs> humble brag just <laughs> slid that one in um but uh even when i met this guy and he's just in regular shoes and i'm in my skates and i'm still looking up to this yeah. guy and like i shook his hand and he's just got these massive paws on him and yeah. uh like yeah. so there's some absolute units that play afl like like what's like uh like what nathan said in our interview like rugby afl yeah um all the all those codes you yep. know 
they'll definitely love the sport of hockey because oh, of the physicality, because yep. respect to them, that they are tough games to play. Yep. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, to your point earlier, that there is probably going to be, you know, a Venn diagram of the two sort of yeah. fans. I think there'll be a lot of people on the inside yeah. of that Venn diagram that both would be fans of rugby yeah. codes, AFL code as well, um, and hockey. So, yeah. look, you know, it is what it is. It was still a great event. Um, and, you know, I can't say anything I love more it. because it was just unreal top to bottom. I feel like a little kid again. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. That has been a long one, a great yeah. one. What a what an event uh, for Australian hockey history. And, glad, uh, glad to be a part of it. Uh, let's do it again sometime in the near future. And, you know, be sure to like, subscribe, share this with your friends uh, if you want them to be a part of the, uh, the Hockey Life podcast family. Yeah, and make a suggestion as well. Uh, drop us a comment. Uh, 100%. Remark if you want uh, a certain guest to be on the podcast or you've got some great ideas. Comment in the YouTube section. Give us a, a review, anything in terms of like engagement. We're going to try and get a uh, an Instagram page as yep. well, just so we can put out some more stuff yep. on, on there. Um, but yeah, uh, plenty of big things to come. Awesome. Thank you for watching. We'll see you at the next one. Yeah.